sculptures, paintings, models, galleries. Yes, indeed. There's only one thing this could possibly be on Sin from 4 to 6 on a Wednesday. It's Art Smitten with Ben, Dem, Tom and Emily. We've expanded our team yet again. Yeah, it's it's getting bigger than ever. Oh, like, we need to slow down and just take the toll road. It is absolutely just... Take the toll road. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I don't know, it's the first thing I've thought of. Uh, absolutely massive show yet again. We're going to talk about... Uh, this segment has returned. What on earth is in Tom's box this week? Very much looking forward to that. It's going to be a mystery. Uh, Dem, you've been quite busy yes, I did designing some, things. Some designy, signy stuff. So that was fun. Beautiful. We're going to hear all about that. We're going to discuss some of our favourite songs of the last 10 years. And Emily has been to a recent gallery exhibition. Yeah, I have. I went for a bit of a wander around the NGV, saw their newest exhibition, which is fantastic. Fun, very exciting. We can't wait to hear all about it. We will in just a song's time. But Tom, for now, yes, Ben, we're going we're to have a, a sneaky sizzle of some Bobby Beats. And what better way to start off than this little sneaky diggery do, which is in fact switch off, which is not what you're going to do to your radio because we're just getting the party started here on Artspin. Uh, this is Switch Off by Milan Ring. You're listening uh, to Artspin and on sin. Oh my word, I'll tell you, I got flashbacks to listening to that classic Uriah Heap vinyl record, uh, Look at Yourself, which had a lot of 70s rock with some heavy organ as well, and that just reminded me of it. But that was Dragoons with their track Running, and prior to that, we got a little bit relaxed with uh, Milan Ring and her track Switch Off. You are listening to Art Smitten here with Ben, Dem, Tom, and Emily. Wow, that's a lot, lot, to, uh, lot to say there. But uh, the good news is as well, is that Dem mentioned earlier that her friend Emily had attended this gallery. That's me. About yeah. Japanese oh, modernism yeah. at the NGV. And Tom and I went, well, why, why not bring her in? So, Emily? Here I am. What, uh, what kind of made you say, I have to attend this? Well, I saw on the NGV website the posters, the promotional images, and I was like, this is really cool. Heap of art deco, art nouveau design, a lot of like graphic design type work. Um, but particularly what caught my eye was the high level of, I guess, female form that's represented across this exhibition. I thought, I've got to see this. So I went along. Was that kind of highly promoted in the uh, design and posters and promotional work or did they underplay that a little bit? No, it's definitely. And the curator has said as well, and it's all, all through the exhibition, that women's liberation is really key for this collection um, and especially because there's not a lot of representation of women in 20th century feminism who are Asian and so it's really great and they really put that forward in this exhibition. You see a lot of women who are confident, vivacious and just going for life and, and, and who are also Asian and, and Japanese and we all know that Japanese design and art is really, uh, really important and very significant in the design world. And so this period as well, 20s, 30s, Art Nouveau, it's all happening. It's all going. They're really playing with colour and design and sounds. Sounds. <laughs> the sound of the colour. They're really playing Ooh. with it all. Synesthesia. Yeah, isn't isn't that kind of the, the modern artist 101? Like I, I hear colours. Yeah, yeah. Cr- cross-sensory interpretation. I see colours, I hear them, I taste them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I especially loved what I've seen. Sorry, I jumped in very like. I no, go on, jump across. in, jump in the water. I literally jumped in. I'm <laughs> so far away from the microphone. Um, I really particularly liked how the most of these were advertisements from the time. A lot yeah. of them depicting uh, railway music was one of the ones you were showing me earlier. Um, there's a fabulous one. We couldn't quite find the song of that, which was a bit yeah, sad. It's called. Uh, Miss Japan's song, and we were trying to find it because we wanted to know what it sounded like, but the cover art for the score is amazing. It's this spiral, and then it's cut with this kind of like cubist colour blocking. There's a woman in, you know, she's naked except for her high heels and her thigh-high stockings with her bob cut and her red lip, and she's just there. She's confident. She's not some, like, waif, you know, on a lounge, like in classical art. She (laughs) knows that she's gorgeous and she's, you know, ready to take on the world, and we really wanted to hear the song, but we couldn't find it, which was really annoying. Next time we'll get it. Yeah, surely we can do some research. One thing that I think is really interesting whenever seeing art in the flesh is the scale of it. Were Mm. these artworks big or small? Um, Did that, like, the size of it create intimacy uh, with yourself as the viewer and uh, the artwork itself? So a lot of the, especially the magazine covers that they have and the score covers, they're quite small, like less than an A4 page. But the way that they've arranged them in this exhibition, there's a lot of clusters of these smaller pieces of artwork, which is at first quite overwhelming because you're just confronted with this amazing array of colour and shape. But it really gives that, like, vivacity. I keep saying vivacious, but, like, it's really... It's it's, a great word. Yeah, it is, and it's really emblematic of, of what you feel there. And so you've got this larger visual representation of the artwork of the time, but then you have these small pictures which show so much detail and even the way they've played with the fonts in the posters and it's really interesting so you get this like nice little like juxtaposition Ooh, what an arty word juxtaposition mm. yeah they don't often change the fonts in Japanese language like it is not a thing often done because mm. it becomes very yeah. hard to read the characters so it was in- amazing to see any kind of font change yeah and you really also like as someone who studied Japanese language you also see in this period, a massive increase in the use of katakana, which is like the, I guess, the Western modern simplified version of their hiragana, which is like, which which is really interesting because it's all about in this period as well, in the interwar period, it's about Japan opening up to Western cultural influences. So you also see that in the typography that they're using, which is really cool. If you were to sign or fill out one of those little flyers at the end to say what could we improve on for next year if they were to bring it back, was there anything that you thought maybe they could have added a bit more of this or no, it was pretty solid stuff from what we're hearing? I was really impressed with how they curated this exhibition, to be honest. Um, I think what could be a really fun addition, there was one uh, piece of cinema film, like a short clip, I think that would be really fun if they were to expand on it, would be to show more of cinema of the time or, yeah, some some more film. And and also maybe they have all these amazing covers of these scores, but, like, you know, we couldn't, like I said, we couldn't find the song. So even if they had, you know, a little audio booth where you get to press a button and look at the artwork and hear the song, that would be really, you know, really rounded off. Yeah, Yeah, really Mm. round off the experience, I think. One thing I love about galleries now is that you can do these um, auditory... um, 
gallery, I guess, kind of um, journeys where they give you um, a piece of audio and it takes you on a journey from uh, artwork to artwork. What I reckon will be really cool is if uh, you had a playlist of music that you're given like Absolutely. on a device and it has the artwork next to uh, each uh, song that it belongs to and you can play it as you're viewing it. Yeah, that would be very cool. And I think as well like what would be really interesting would be to have a kind of separate, because it was all in the one room, if you had that separate room that maybe had a bit more of an immersive element with some more audio content, lighting, something like that, that you could walk through in a kind of dimly lit room because as it is, it's very bright. The lights are bright. The art is bright. That would be really interesting. And for those listening, we are talking about Japanese modernism at the NGV. How much longer do we have to check this out? So it's going until October. and then Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have to so uh, stop time. plans right away. Yeah. Um, you but could. All the pieces will also then go into the, like, they've, they've acquired them, so they'll make their way into the permanent collection, which is really great. Beautiful. But go see it. Wow. Sure. Go see it. What are you doing? You know, stop sitting around. I mean, keep listening to us, but after six o'clock, might be time to go down and check out uh, Japanese. To up those socks and hold on to your hats and go to your NGV. Exactly. Yeah. And at the NGV, you might find a uh, approachable member of your local community, which is also the name of this band that's kind of killing it at the moment. They're playing at uh, Melbourne University today, and uh, they've got this track. It's called Only Friend. You're listening to Art Smitten with Ben, Tom, Dem, and Emily. Hello. You're listening to Art Smitten. And this boppy track right now is Marriage for All or None at All by Karate Boogaloo. And before that, we had Only Friend by approachable members of your local community. Em, where are they playing tonight? They're playing at Union House at Uni Melb tonight, 7.30. Fantastic. Be there or be a cuboid. Now, we got something very exciting. We do. Tom, what's in the box? Box. The box. In the box. What's in the box, in the box, what's in the box today? What's in the box, what's in the box, in the box? What on earth could possibly be in Tom Denham's box for the second week in a row? Now, for those who were paying attention last week, we found out that in the box was actually some classic Doctor Who DVDs, which was awkwardly a gift that was meant to be for my birthday almost four months ago. But I got them. Uh, Miracles do come true here on Art Smitten. But Em, as we've got you in the studio this week, what on earth could possibly be in Tom's box? I mean, where do I start? It could be anything. It could be anything. You're so right. Can you give it a shake again? Is that okay, Tom? You can. Okay. Permission to shake. Oh, do, do you want to do up to the mic as well so yeah, the listeners give, at give, home can... Give everyone a listen. There we go. There was a bit of a, a clunk, a bit of a clatter yeah. when you yeah. shook it before. So la- last week I knew it was absolutely DVDs. This week <laughs> it's something with glass in it? I don't know. Wait, can you pass the box this way? Uh, um, how good's the tape? Uh, the, ta- the, the, the tape is <laughs> yeah, very uh, flimsy. Uh, just don't uh, open the top. Just, and just don't, don't, don't open the top. Yeah, right. we, we're going to try not to spoil this, if possible. It's not that heavy. What uh, process was choosing this week's box item? I thought as how my uh, younger self would think, and I uh, went back in my memory and I thought, yes, this is the way. And there was no stopping me. Uh, all I can say, it's just, uh, it's go- it's going to hit you like a, a ton of bricks. 
We're going to come back to that. We're going to let people kind of stew over it for a quick bit. But Aww. in the meantime, I'm very keen to discuss about this competition that oh. Dem entered into, yes. uh, which you kept that very quiet. Oh, well, oh, well, I sort of, I don't know, I'd, I drew some stuff for a competition. Oh, yes. I don't know, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, so my friend, she saw this ad on, uh, on Facebook, I think it was, that Boost was having, Boost Juice, was having a competition to design their, uh, their cups, a new, like, they're going to do a range of new designs for cups. And she was like, oh, my God, this is so up your alley. And I was like, sure. And I had a spare afternoon, so I thought I'd give it a go. Um, and about, I think it must have been, yes, no, it was Monday. I think it yeah, was Monday. Yeah, it, it was Monday. We were at uni. Yeah, and we were we were looking at, somebody was looking at Facebook. It was Monica, our friend Monica, was looking at Facebook. I was also there. I would just like to put myself in that. <laughs> and yeah, she, yeah, story. Okay. <laughs> she saw this this um this ad come up with the cups like the current entrance because the competition's been open for a couple of weeks now um and she started scrolling through them and she saw my cup design with my name oh, and she was that. like oh my gosh and then she ca- like she messaged me she called me i freaked out and then i started posting it everywhere because i'm like guys i'm famous boost likes my design <laughs> it, um so it's very exciting it it does really make you wonder like how many applications would they have gotten? Or would they have only gotten five and they went, well, we've got Dems, so that's a joke. No, I don't know. I mean, it's it's on the cards, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a possibility. No, that that is crazy exciting. You never know, but I think they were probably tickled pink by the design. Oh, do you reckon? I think so. I really... Speaking of which, where is pink on your jumper? Oh, it it ran away. (laughs) It's not quite here with us. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's insane. And there is a... Possibly a cash reward. Yes, a a, a medium sized cash reward. I, I mean, that's it. Like, if yeah. if them wins that, we're never seeing her here I again. I mean, yeah, it's going to hit it big. Yeah. No, I think the funniest thing about the whole like the whole thing was I'd already I redesigned my phone case the other day. Nobody can see it, but um, it's got it's green and um white and green and yellow, and then it's got some pink bubbles on it. And I thought that might be a fun design for the cup. And then I was like, mm, it doesn't really work. So then I decided to do this drippy thing. But the colours I chose ended up also being the boost colours, just by coincidence, like just that green colour. And I was like, oh, maybe they just liked how on brand I was. Em, could you possibly design a better cup than Dem? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Pitting the friends yeah, against each other say, nice like, and early on the program. You bring me in as a guest and you antagonise me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? I do love a competition. Uh, Dem. <laughs> there we go. I'm dead, guys. But no, Dem, Dem, Dem is a true talent. I definitely could oh, design bless. a better no, cup than you. Quite. You could probably knit a Snuggie for one. I could definitely. I could crochet a mean boost juice cup. I've heard you're a bit of a knitter. Yeah, I'm a bit of a knitter, a bit of a... Cra- love a craft, really. I love a craft. Craft. Yeah. You've come to the right place on Arts Women. Yeah, absolutely. I could I could make you a complimentary crochet cup cosy. So I Insulation. Can it, and if they don't print my cup, I can have the design anyway. Hurrah. There you go. I'm Hurrah. kind of a little worried that they do print the cup and it's the most popular cup of all time, and then they keep it for the next 20 years, and all of a sudden that amount of money you won yeah. probably wasn't as much as it, because the person who designed the Nike Tick actually got really screwed over on that too. Yeah, that, that, was like a, that, was, that was a uni um, student in America. Oh, I never knew And that, that became massively global. So, Well, if the one thing I do in this world is get absolutely destroyed by a copywriting deal... Let it be, because I'll be remembered for something, I suppose. Oh, look at that. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, congrats, Dan. That, that is uh, very exciting. Hopefully hopefully, it's not the last we hear of you in the competition. No. 
I don't know. Yeah, you win that lump sum. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. invest it. Do we know when we find out, or is it a mystery? It, the competition goes until the end of March. So oh, okay. We, we oh, got yeah. We got time. I we feel do. Like, I think everyone should enter because I think it's just such a fun way of no, getting don't your say that. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you want to heighten your chance of winning. Yeah, yeah, come on now. No, that's very awesome. Uh, for now, we are going to transition to this track called The Desert. The Desert, and it's by North East Party House. Ooh. I definitely want to go there. Ooh. I used to live in the North East. But coming up after these little sneaky, snazzy beats, we're going to be listening to a little bit of our friends from All The Best. So please stick around like a glob of glue. It's going to be good. It's going to be huge. You'll listen to Artsman and On Sim with M, Dem, Ben and Tom. What's in that box? <laughs> oh, hello. That was the desert by North East Party House. You all listened to Artsman with M, Dem, Ben, and Tom. Oh. Did you have a cookie in the break? Yes, I you did. you sound like you've had so much sugar. Um, that, oh. That's off the, uh, the brand new North East Party House record that came out last Friday. And I feel like you've been listening to that nonstop because you are ready to go. Oh, I'm, I'm ready and roaring. Wow. You know why? Because for now, we're going to be listening to um, a bit of an episode from All the Best. Uh, now, All the Best is um, about training emerging Australian storytellers. If you want to create your own story, you can send a pitch their way from anywhere in Australia. There is a team of supervising producers at the radio to help you bring your story to life. And all you need to do is visit allthebestradio.com sing your pitch. Now this one is uh, called Public Defecation and it's oh. produced by Conchetta Caristo. What a title. It yeah, yeah. It's um a coming of age story about uh Conchetta and a new boyfriend and some liquid diarrhea. Um, oh my God. You really have outdone yourself with the <laughs> debut uh, one that we're showing on the show. I have, I have. Uh, but this is the one uh, that we are willing to promote, and um, it's 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 going to be good. I'm uh, very much looking forward to uh, hearing this. So you're listening to all the best on Artsmen with M, Dem, Ben, and Tom. Wow. <laughs> that was... Uh, Conchetta Christo's uh, All the Best Story, um, Public Defecation. Definitely a, a bit of a twist that we kind of all saw coming, but we weren't expecting it at the same time, but uh, beautifully outlaid uh, for you uh, on your drive home on Visceral, Arts you might say. Very visceral. Um, what a journey. I was there with was. her. Yeah, Throughout. I was too. <laughs> but if, if you, we uh, do reiterate, if you are interested in All the Best, you can find more stories at allthebestradio.com and you can find them on the SYN website, syn.org.au. Coming up, we are finally going to solve this riddle. What on earth is in this box? What on earth is in Tom's box? Em, I realised earlier, well, actually, I didn't realise. You pointed it out to me. I did. Yeah. I may have forgotten to... Get you to actually let us know what you thought was in the box. Yeah, you um really just railed me, you know? Jumped yeah, into a ben. different yeah. Oh, upsetting, yeah. frankly. Gee, just... I'll, I'll look, I'll tell you. We can't all be perfect, unfortunately. <laughs> what do you think's in the box? Look, I did hear like a bit of a a clang earlier, like a like a I'm putting the dishes away clang. So I'm thinking. <laughs> not to be confused with a clank. Yes, not to be not to be confused with a clank. I heard a clang, and I'm so I'm thinking it could be. Is it is it a mug, Tom? Is it is it your favourite mug? It could be a mug. It may not be a mug. 
How crazy. <laughs> Just in stereo. Um, uh, uh, let, let's go around. Are we disappointed by this? Are we? Was this better than we thought? I. This is so much better than a mug. I reckon. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree with that. And look at those little faces. <laughs> They're here for it. I think everyone's a little bit overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it's just. It's <laughs> been a roller coaster of a show. It, it, all it, ties. Yeah, man, unbelievable. And this is your first time seeing. Uh, the box itself. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, I think for a first box experience, you know, they say you never forget your first, and I'll never forget this <laughs> till I die. <laughs> it's with me forever. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, moving forward, we are going to discuss some of our favourite songs of the last decade. It's been a very topical lately, especially mm. in the studio. And I want to know what would be on our list. Any any guilty pleasures? I'm, that's always the first thing for me. It's it, what, guilty what guilty pleasures. pleasures do people have? Mm. Has to be, be honest. I just looked at the songs I liked when I was in high school because you know how they still hold up. Yeah, well, you know how like some like iTunes used to like uh, keep track of all the songs you like how many times you used to play a song. That make just, me feel bad. I feel like well. I need to kind of like move across all my songs so there's an equilibrium. Oh. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what happened to me. I sort of started trying to, you know, like score up on certain songs. But I noticed that uh, one song in particular, it was a cover of Do I Want to Know by Churches. Oh, true. Um, Arctic Monkeys, Do I Want to Know. Yeah. And, oh, I never knew it was by Churches. And I was I was looking through it the other day and I realised, there it is. It was by Churches. I just thought it was Arctic Monkeys because I was actually not super versed in music. Mm. Back in the day, I was just sort of like, oh, this is a fun that was um That was early on in Church's career too, I'm pretty Very sure. Very early, yeah. like back before they'd done anything massive, I think. Mm. Like 2011 vibes. Mm. Wow. Look at that. Represent. Absolutely. Yeah. I never even thought of covers. But, yeah, but of course. Co- covers are, are great, but then I like, I've never thought of like that for me either. But that. That's not cheating. Like, what if the songs no, before twenty ten? So. I think because with the covers, they, t- they the artists try to make it their own mm. so much so that yeah. it's almost like a new song. It's almost new. I mean, think of like Believe, that the that cover of Believe, like shows Believe that the DMAs did, like that went off. Yeah, true. And like um, Touch Myself by Lime Cordial is really good. Alex Leahy yeah. did Welcome to the Black Parade. Oh she yeah, did, that was, and that, that was amazing. fantastic. Really good. And then had G Flip in the background. Yeah, like, the video of that apparently I haven't seen it though. I um. <laughs> oh, you go. <laughs> sorry, I got excited. Oh good. I feel sorry for those folks who have paid to go to Download Festival to see My Chemical Romance, they get an hour headlining. Oh, that's grim. Seriously. Well, you'd yeah, think at least grim. two hours, surely, mm. especially an exclusive show. But anyway. I suppose that's what they do with things like Falls, though. Every every show is about an hour to, like, you know, you'd barely get past 60 minutes in a festival setup. Yeah. But it's, it is, I would say, a bit sad if you were hoping for more. I think so. I think, like, a good time for an hour, to be honest, like an hour 45. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Peak. Peak. Peak, Peak moment. Queen was on for two and a half hours. Oh, true. Mm. Very true. <laughs> hit after hit after hit, and I have to say it another 30 times. No, no, no. They've got so many songs. But for now, Mr. Denham. Hello. We're going to listen to Ozymandias by Red Vox. You'll listen to Artsmen with M, Dem, Ben, and Tom. Stick around. We had Benny from New Zealand, before that we had Lord, and before that we had Kimbra. Every couple of years, I'm telling you, there's always some brilliant new 
pop artist killing it over there. You are listening to Art Smitten with M, Dem, Tom, and Ben. And uh, wow, we, we've still got another hour of this show to go, which is perfect. It's huge. Maybe a little Amazing. under. Are we... How are we doing? Are we still thinking about our favourite songs of the last decade? Because I know that's something that gets thrown around a lot. Oh, that song is definitely one of my favourites. It's, it's good. It's just the, the positivity of... Um, it's called Cameo Lover, for those wondering. And it is the most positive song. I remember playing a CD with it on it, and I was like, oh. It starts off kind of like negative almost, I don't know, and then it just sort of builds to this really like... Da, 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 da. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I can bop to this. I can walk down the street and feel good about it. And I think that's something that sort of has dwindled in the last couple of years. You know, there's been this resurgence of like you know, these Billie Eilish kind of vibes where it's like quite like... Duh, 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 duh. A lot it's of like, melancholy as well. Yeah. A lot of melancholy. Like I was listening to a video this morning where somebody played uh, the popular one that Billie Eilish is really known for, uh, Bad Guy. Wow, forgot that on air. Nice. I was listening to a video of that where somebody played it all in a major key and it became oh, really boppy like that. It really? became like this really like, ooh, yeah, like let's get this, you know, let's get this bread kind of vibes. And I think that's something that, I don't know, people are leaning against at the moment. The new decade, bring back the major key. Yeah, bring back the major key. I, th- I think there's definitely songs like that that I definitely bop to. Like, I was um, on my way to work this morning and I was just, I don't know, like, I was walking to work, but I kind of got this skippy mood because I was li- listening to um, Love Today by Mika. Oh, a classic. A yeah. What a tune. Yeah. yeah, I know it's not in the last decade, but it was just worth that little sneak. I mean, mm, squeeze it in. I don't know. When was it? Like 2007, probably. You could count their new album. Tiny Love is beautiful. There are some gorgeous songs from Mika. I thought they were a a band or a person. I can even... (laughs) I think it's billed as a solo act, but Uh, he'd have his band. Yeah, no, totally. I um, I honestly thought he might have been a dead dead band, you know, like kind of faded away into the background a little there. But uh, clearly then not. Then you came back. Dan was wrong on many accounts. <laughs> Don't worry. It's, we're, we're always wrong on here on Arts Minute. Woo! <laughs> I still fail to understand how people don't like pop music, to be honest, because it's one of my outside of metal. Pop music's my second favourite genre. I think both, they've both got insane energy, mm. but in completely different ways. But I know, don't we need to have a bit of like a pick-me-up happy I, I, skip I every now and then? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of happy, happy's a very good song. Oh, yeah. Happy. I remember Happy. Yeah, that was huge, like, when it came out. Oh, that song. That's just literally, like, clicky fingers, guys. Clicky yeah. fingers. But even, I said that, you know, there's been a lot of negative releases in the last few years. We talking maybe we could throw in a little bit of Juice, a little bit of, uh, you know, Lizzo, that kind mm, of vibe. Yeah, she true. is really good at the boppiness. Yes. And, like, you know, not boppy is also good. I just mean that, like, like boppy a lot. And, you know, it's not as it's not as big as it used to be. Having that balance, I think, is good. Mm. Yeah, definitely. One thing I think that is kind of obvious, um, I reckon women are killing it more than the men these days, especially in music. I'd agree. Well, yeah. I yeah. Would, especially I mean, last year. I think I think we are seeing a really good rise in appreciation for the female artist mm. in mm. many different forms as well. Like Instead of previously women were kind of confined to that, there was a whole genre called the female solo artist. Like it was a genre. But now we're seeing women across all genres, which is really great. And the gender balance is slowly getting there. But yeah, 100%. But we're seeing now, you know, Charlie XCX, like she headlined a festival against like a notorious, like notorious, what am I trying to say? The 1975, massive band, Mm. kind of band that you, you know, 
that's a lot to be headlining against. And she nailed it. She was probably in Britta. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I think we're definitely getting more aware of the mm. the needing to up the gender balance in music and I, in festival headlines. I definitely want to uh, use kind of a quote from uh, Caitlin Park, who is handsome, for those who are aware. She is still not quite as a female artist. She's still a little frustrated at this idea that, especially women in pop, It'll be them, but their band is still all men. Yeah. And she yeah. goes, to me, that's still a bit twisted. Mm, she yeah. That really doesn't sit well with her, and she thinks we've got to fix that. So what about, what's Absolutely. her take on that? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think, like, there really needs to be um, more. I, I reckon the balance can still be greater improved, um, and I think that will always be the case, but... I think we're seeing a lot of positive things at the same time. Yeah, I think I think it goes back to we're so used to in the past, you know, maybe like 50 years less, that female solo artist being a separate genre. So as we're slowly moving out of that and seeing women mm. seep into the rest of music... I love it how we it's have getting, to seep. Yeah, we've got to make our way. Like rain. Yeah. One of my favourite uh, female artists at the moment, who I think is absolutely killing it, is um, Aurora. I think her stuff is just so kind of otherworldly, but um, I think like she's definitely got her own edge, which I really appreciate. Mm. We're mm. also like uh, a big electronic music listener here, house and techno, love it. We're also seeing a lot of female DJs too, slowly. They're getting there. They're taking yes, over. Yeah. Um, headlining shows. Um, there's Octo Octo and Eris Drew. They play together back to back a lot and they're doing so well for themselves, releasing EPs and albums. You've got um, Charlotte Davida. She is Belgian techno artist and she's headlining so many shows. She um, was it, she's been at Tomorrowland like two like heaps of years in a row and you know absolutely booking out the crowds Melbourne Zone you know CC Disco as well <laughs> you know it's it's really good to see women starting to come up through that very male dominated area of music as well it's just really great gets me really excited <laughs> but then also read other artists saying it shouldn't be a men or women's game it should just be music well, yes, I suppose that's the thing. Mm. But at the same time, to get to that level ground, you need to build up. Yeah. So you can't yeah. be too scared of the progress that one side makes. I think because we'll get to that point eventually where everything is just, it's just music or it's writing or it's writers. But as we're still going through the process of change, there still needs to be, I think, that awareness of the mm. gender balance. And also, you know, obviously male, female, but we're seeing, you know, more non-binary artists. You know, we should hopefully see more in the future as we kind mm. of break down those, you know, dichotomies. Yeah. Which we love. Yes. I mean, Diversity. even to think back, like, maybe 10 years, Adam Lambert, he's been really on my mind, and there was this massive, uh, this massive conspiracy that he didn't win American Idol because he was gay. And, that, and I remember watching a, a thing that was just like, oh, what a shame. And now we sit here as he headlines with Queen and he absolutely kills it. And you just think of the progress we've made in so many areas that I feel like, yes, feel positive, but keep going, guys. We can do this. Yeah, 100%. We've made it so far in the last, like, 20 years even. God. I think even, so. Even 10 years when you think yeah. about, um, you know, 2010, how far we've come. When we look at uh, the kind of awareness of, you know, queer issues and things like that, how far we've come, how it's really at the forefront of people's minds, especially young people our age, it's so important to us as a as a demographic. So it's 
it's pretty incredible when when you look about when you look at it, and even when you look at those issues represented in popular culture from the thousands and then the twenty tens, mm. how far we've come. It's it's pretty amazing. It's only going to get better too, surely. Surely, surely. We, we've got to hope. Don't call hope. me Shirley. Also, if we want to talk about, um, look, I know some people turn their noses up at the Grammys. Fair enough. Oh, I don't know. Here nor there. Uh, well, Billie Eilish won five. Amazing. And then the, the year before, Casey Musgraves won four or three. And they're like the biggest prestigious awards. There was a massive killing conspiracy around that. It's not Damn, a conspiracy. Are you a conspiracy? I am a conspiracy. No. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait which one? So, that, so all the women in the last 10 years who've won a Grammy or a series of Grammys, we're talking Adele, we're talking Billie Eilish, we're talking just any women yeah. who've done this, mm. they've gone on stage and gone, no, no, don't give me this. You know, this person deserves it so much more. Stop. And, oh. and that's, if you look at the last, if you look at Adele's speech, she's like, Beyonce should have won this. If you look at Billie Eilish's, no, this should have gone to... Ariana Grande and it's really interesting that this vibe this is a theory in business studies actually that women aren't underrepresented they're just less likely to bolster themselves they're more likely to bolster others and lose the top job because they went like somebody goes like oh who do you think's really good at this and it's this theory that some like women will just say like oh this person's really good Uh. they'll forget themselves in a way and and men sometimes are more likely to go like oh I'm pretty good I can do it. I think that yeah. comes a lot from our ego? submissive female trope. <laughs> so I think women are taught <laughs> male, male yeah, ego. ego. Surely. Male ego for sure. And also, I mean, I think it's important to identify that women from a very young age are taught to be quiet, to be submissive, to apologise. Mm. You know, oh, even goodness. on a day-to-day basis, you know, apologising, women do it when, all the time when we shouldn't. And I think that's where it comes from is, you know, this kind of idea as well, modesty goes back to what, 19th, 18th century Britain, the idea of modesty being the most desirable quality that a woman can have. I think it, it's all linked in that. And, mm. uh, it's how, ingrained. Yeah, it's, it's the patriarchy. <laughs> 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 yeah, my favourite, my favourite, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's what, what it's really linked to. It comes down to mm. it. Even, um, you know, a lot of music interviews that all of us have done prior yeah, it's pretty rare you see someone actually like own what they're doing. Going, mm. yeah, you're damn right. Like, I'm proud of this. This is awesome. I worked hard, kind of thing. Very interesting. As a culture, yeah. Australians are found more to look down upon people who bolster themselves. It's very interesting, but yeah. Yeah, I think I think in the next coming decade, I'd love to see women backing themselves more, owning it, taking back yourself. Yeah, back yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Appreciate you, yourself. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate what you do. As I said before, if I end up getting copyright, like being copyright done in the next 20 years, <laughs> hey, at least I'm going to own it. <laughs> yeah. Own it. It's you true. did that. Yeah. I did that. Good me. We're going to go to a sneaky little song. But after that, we're going to give a little sneaky plug to uh, a new podcast at Sin. Uh, but stick around for that. But in the meantime, slap this onto your slappy little ears. This is Power is Taken, the Felgook remix by Mogi, Moby. You're listening to Art Smitten with Im, Dim, Ben and Tom on Sin. Wow. Oh my goodness. How about that? You are listening to Art Smitten here with Ben, Dem, M and Tom. Man, I'll tell you, that was, uh, that was something else. It was Moby, Power is Taken. It was the Felgook remix. I like that name. That, that's a good name. Yeah. 
And uh, also speaking of good names, is this uh, this brand new podcast that's coming out called Glam Gizmo, or rather The Glam Gizmo. Now, we are all going to kind of have a listen, be open-minded, and then we'll give our thoughts and we'll kind of see where we're at. But uh, it has been, this trailer has been put together by our very own Tom Denham. Tom, are you feeling a little nervous about this? Oh, look, I, I would be lying if I said no. Is um, your heart pounding? Not, not quite. I, I think I've had enough people listen to it so far that they've just given the, uh, the safe thumbs up. Um, but I'm excited to see what people think about it. Here we go. We're going to jump into the trailer right away. We have a special report today with glam rock muso Oliver Capel. Sources indicate that he has shares in a special science research program which he has pledged $1.2 million towards. Two months on, the Capel machine was open to the public and that's when everything turned to the worst. Coming soon to Sin Media, The Glam Gizmo, an original full-cast audio production. Rent. Um, Where is it? Mrs Clancy, I'll, I'll, I'll get it to you as soon as possible. I hope I don't have to have this conversation with you again. Are you Max? Yeah. You must be Lucy. This week has been so weird. I have a job to do. Violet, you're better than that. There are 26 abandoned buildings in Melbourne that are notorious for being haunted. So far, it's all just superstition and based on theories, but the Wicker is using me to catch all these souls so that one day I can take them all to these 26 separate locations. I'm sorry, but you must leave. Why? Are you hiding something? They're ghosts. Or spirits. They're in strawberry jam jars? Feeling down in the blues, eh? Wait, what? Think you feel things? You're talking. You're the soup of the day and you're talking. We need to continue with our own lives and act as if everything is normal. But when the unknown strikes, you'll hear from me. I've got your back, Max. If you loiter around any longer, the house will find a way to kill you. I wonder, I couldn't help but to notice, but what's going on next door? That's classified information, I'm afraid. Top secret stuff. Even I'm not allowed to know. And you know what's funny? Only now there's been an amplification in the interdimensional activity. But it's only taken people like yourself to notice it more. The people in there are in quarantine and in lockdown. Nobody should be going in and out of that room. But my plan is coming into fruition and it's all thanks to your hard work. Look at the state of me. What am I going to be like in a week, or two weeks, or a year? Are you reconsidering? No. It's just that the thought kind of didn't strike me until now. Judging by the big scary head face thing over there, we're at Luna Park. I hope it's the one in Sydney. Nah, it's the one in Melbourne, in St Kilda. Find out more, visit syn.org.au.
we are all about creating fantastic work here at Sin and owning it. Tom, own it. Sure. You happy with it? I am getting there. I think I'm at that point where I've listened to it that many times that <laughs> it's just constantly playing in my head when I'm not listening to it. So, But it's fun. I think fun is definitely the word for it. Well, I want to know more. No, I inspired you. Please tell um, me more. So there is a blurb uh, for this thing. Ben, do you want to read it out for us in your best cinematic voice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you'd never ask. <clears throat> Mystery deepens as glam rock muso Oliver Keppel and a dimension-reading machine both disappear overnight. The controls of the machine have been set to maximum, letting in all kind of strange monstrosities into reality. Melbourne becomes a city swirling around in bizarre activity, and it will take the strength of unlikely heroes to vanquish the sinister creatures that plot to wreak havoc. And you can uh, listen to this podcast on Sin, on the, on the sin.org website. Absolutely. Episode one out now? No, it isn't yet. It'll be out. In... <laughs> we'll ignore that then. <laughs> uh, uh, look out on the sim website for details at sway.org.au. But um, mm. no, it, it's going to be a hoot. Gosh, I, I'm trying to even get my head around. Like, how long would it take to make something like this? Um, I started this a year ago. Um, I was first approached to uh, make an audio drama by the uh, previous executive producers of Artsman and uh, Tom Parry and Marcy, and uh, they thought it would be a good idea. So we workshopped this idea together, and then I went away and uh, never slept and wrote uh, many pages of scripts, and then they said, yep, it's good. And then I picked it up, and off with Larry we went to uh, the world of audio crafting what was the uh, worst thing about putting this together? Um, hmm, the worst thing. I think knowing where the story was going to go, but I kind of left that to a bit of stream of consciousness level as well. I think there's definitely an element of surprise. So do you have an ending planned? Uh, it There is an end, but it's left open-ended as well uh, for oh, no. future opportunities for maybe future episodes. Oh, I but see. at the same time... It's wrapped in a nice little bow. Oh, very nice. Yeah. No, the worst thing on earth is a cliffhanger. Oh, true. Like, don't you hate it? Like, when there's a show that has one season, ends on a cliffhanger, then you never find out what happens. <laughs> and we're going on hiatus. See you guys. <laughs> I was very nearly tempted to do that, but then I thought, no, nah, I won't. No, fight your inner demons. You want to yeah. sit on the fence, hey? You yeah. just want to very, do, very yeah. nicely, steadily sit on that. You could go either way. True. Yeah. Very true. If someone was to say that this work was just completely average how, how would you take that well it's interesting because asking the hard-hitting savage. question yeah, no, 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 he's, something he's piercing those nails into the coffin um <laughs> i think audio drama is still an uprising medium it's not primary i would say um but i hope it gets there one day it definitely predates television but i think when tv kind of came around it kind of took the back seat for a little bit but i think it's kind of this uh, returning thing, which I'm really excited to see happen. And I think uh, having listened to a lot of different audio drama, it is uh, it is something else. So kind of like reading a book. You have to imagine the pictures yourself and what's going on. And every listener is going to have a very different idea of how a character looks or walks. That um, They know what they sound like when they talk. But um, I think that's the beauty of it. Everybody's going to have their own different perception. 
Well, Tom, uh, we certainly wish you all the best with the podcast. It is called The Glam Gizmo, and it is coming to Sin very, very soon. So uh, stay on the website. We can find it on social media. Yes, you can at The Glam Gizmo Facebook page and at Glam Gizmo on Instagram and Twitter. Coming up in just a couple of songs' time, going to be taking us through a marathon I'm going to be participating in. But for now, something Ooh. is in the water. By Harvey Sutherland. Better not drink it. So I'll tell you, uh, expectations, pretty high on this one. Here we go. Oh, yes. Something indeed is in the water. Underwater dub. I can tell you it tastes good. Sutherland. Yeah, that was cool. We're all uh, bopping around the studio, having a bit of fun there. Uh, All right. So... I've got invited to do something on Friday, and I'm actually really nervous about it. I feel like this is going to appeal to Dem out of Ooh. everyone most. Ooh. I have uh, been invited to partake in a marathon, but it's not the typical marathon you think. It's a actually one? no. I wish oh. it's it's <laughs> a it's it's a Harry Potter marathon. Oh, from the first film to maybe the seventh. That is longer and harder than a normal marathon. Yeah, I know, because I, I Googled how long this would take, and I think it's about 20 hours. Ooh. Oh, boy. And, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And you know me, uh, Tom, I don't like to sit down for too long in one spot. Yeah, you, you, you do your stretches when you get up in, in your art breaks. That's right. You can call them that. Got to look after your health, even though I still got a workplace injury last week, but that's cool. Uh, <laughs> ne- ne- neither here nor there. Just uh, dropping that one on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that pass by. Yeah, that is a uh, story for another time. How, how on earth do I... Uh, any Has anyone done this? Has anyone oh, watched like a I marathon or something this long? I attempted Lord of the Rings Extended Cut Marathon. Oh, that turns into I've a done week that. long. So hang on, Lord, Lord of the Rings is normally... Three hours, and the extended cut would be three and a half. Yeah, oh, that's not I too think is the, is the third I did one four. four. The last one. Yeah, one's four hours. Oh, I did Didn't that with happen. the Aster Theatre. It, it was happen. it was a day like event. Really? Yeah. Did they have food? What did you do? Oh, I, I watched a movie, and um, we had a break in between each one. Oh, good. The so whole like a, thing was like it's like a full time job. <sighs> Got halfway through the second one, and then I was like, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's, it's the typical uh, Monopoly thinking. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's play yeah. Monopoly. Let's play like all night. And then Wish you kind of get halfway through and you go, yeah, I think I might have stuffed this up. Yeah. yeah. It was bold of me too. Like, That's very bold. Being, being ADHD, like, it was bold of me to think I could sit for that many hours. Like, that was never going to happen. <laughs> I mean, like, wow. Lord of the Rings, I think, is something, and the Hobbit films as well. I need to, like, take them in small doses because yeah. they're so gigantuous. And intense too. Like yeah. it's a full body experience. <laughs> it is. It is. Synesthesia. <laughs> but no, with the Harry Potters, they did that, uh, like the audacity of them, of splitting the last one in two. So yeah, I know. It's not uh, even like... Money making. Mm, part two's I mean, better. More part two's way room better. for fandom, perhaps. Part one, stretch content. Anyway. Early service, Snape. Um, best. I, like, see, this is the thing, though. I just choose my, my favourites or the mood I'm in. So, you know, if I'm feeling I'm feeling more classic, you know, yeah. classic vibes, I'll watch maybe, like, the first two, you know, the Chris Columbus vibes. Or then, you know, if I'm feeling quirky, maybe three, maybe a bit of five. More, more like six, really. Six is more of the quirky. Yeah. The only thing that's can remember about the fourth film is mm-hmm. a guy just chiseling signs onto a wall. That's the only no, thing that's I can nice. remember. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. it. You so nothing, so actually nothing about the fourth. Hang on, to watch fourth, all of them. fourth is the maze. They do the yeah. maze. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got a lot of fire. Sixth one. 
Har- Harry is in water at one point, and it's dark, yes, yes. and it's in a cave or the something. Yeah. 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 Oh, is that how you say infer? Yeah. Infer. Yes. You need to watch more. I think yep. um, that there's a huge tonal shift throughout all the films. None of them are thematically like connected. Mm. Except the first two, I think. First, first two, two are, are watchable together. Third kind of like needs to be like on its own. I love the third film mm. so third is much. My favourite hands yeah. down. Right vibes. Third yeah. and six, my favourite. Never mm. ever understood the love for the third. I thought that's really? when the series Excuse kind of went. You. Oh come on! Okay, um, see yourself out. <laughs> 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 okay. Luckily, it's almost the end of the show, so uh, you know, we're, we're, we're getting a little controversial. I reckon uh, g- give it a crack of the whip, but I think if you watch it all in one sitting, you're going to forget a lot. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Uh, we'll I'm, I'm goes, actually. Though. I'm actually really frightened about this. Report, uh, report back. It's. A, it's. Yeah. A, it, well, if I make it out alive, Life's, like anything um, could happen. You live know? tweet. The whole thing. Oh, oh, yeah, just live tweet the live whole stream. But I'll, I'll miss dialogue and important lines. No, and... no, just you can do it. Is know, this including the line. Fantastic Beast films as well? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Okay. No, no. So, the first one's not that bad. I love the second one. You love uh, the second one. It doesn't oh, feel like a sequel. No. I, I saw this uh, I l- lovely <laughs> couple the other day and, yeah, for whatever reason, talking about movies, and I said, man, I haven't seen those Harry Potter <laughs> films since they like finished airing in the cinemas or whatever. Uh, and now this is what... I've got myself into. Funny so work. from nothing to everything. Wait, did you say a lovely couple? Is this you as a third wheel watching all of the Harry yeah, Potters? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> wow. Wheel that yeah. night bus into. <laughs> that, 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 that is actually the, uh, the the extra dynamic there. All aboard so. the Hogwarts Express. Great, yeah. great. That makes it Well, hang on, if I may. Uh, I don't feel like the third wheel because her husband talks a quarter of the amount I do with her. So, <laughs> if anything, he's kind of... He's the third wheel. Well, he's just taking yeah. it easy. Yeah. And we're constantly talking. Yeah, I'm not going to remember any of this, this film, but that's okay. I've got yeah. eight she of has. them to You'll watch. you probably get through two and then not. It'll be like Yes Man. I think Have I you seen asleep. that movie? I haven't, no. There, there's a scene Is in Yes Man. <laughs> there is a scene in Yes Man where um, Jim Carrey goes to this Harry Potter theme party and they go, let's watch The Philosopher's Stone. And they finish the end and they're all reciting the quotes at the end. <laughs> and then they go, let's watch The Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> yeah. And they watch The Chamber of Secrets. That is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, I really want to be a sticky nose to conclude the show. What are we up to uh, this weekend? Um, what are we doing? Anything exciting? Anything arty? Well, I wish I was going to one of the gorgeous music festivals that are on, but yeah. alas, I... Can we name drop I'm said not. music festivals? So what? the two big ones is Golden Plains and yep. Pitch. Okay. I forgot about Golden Plains. Yeah, that and it's sold. Like, right people have been going absolutely berserk for Golden Plains tickets this year. Yeah, like, we've got to it, calm them down. Yeah, really mm. chill out. But I'm um, having a really wholesome weekend, I think. I've got a picnic planned, oh, some crafting plans. It's gonna be it's gonna be delightful, wow. relaxing, wholesome wow. stuff. Oh well, what am I up to? This is a good question. I have been recently doing some doodling in my new sketchbook, so oh, I may continue fun. doing that. I think I might have. You couldn't stop at just one cup, could you? No, <laughs> many a cup, now. many okay. a cup. Should we be pitching Starbucks next? Oh yeah, it's like, hey guys, may I ask, cups. what's like your go-to doodle thing? Like, do you have a subject matter that's like your comfort zone? Not really. I find often if I don't know what to draw, I'll do that. You know that thing they used to teach you in school where you do like a little line on the page and then you just... And you have to turn it into a picture? Yeah, yeah I love I'll do that. that. And then I'll get like, you know, maybe one line in and be like, I know what I want to draw. Turn the page, start doing something kind of vibe. Vibe that. Yeah. Vibe the power. 
Um, when I'm not working and not editing the Glam Gizmo, um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm probably uh, uh, doing some craft as well. I'm planting flowers on my train set, which is a wholesome oh, activity. Uh, so that's oh. going to be fun. Delightful. Delightful. How, how about that? Um, and awkward because you didn't mention the Comic-Con convention. I, so I, 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 I want to leave now. that to you. Um, but that's fine. Oh, sure. Okay. That, that's your yeah. puppy. Um, so, you know, Stroke it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got this weird mainstream niche that they love, and mine is James Bond. Uh, so I'm going to meet the second James Bond actor, George Lazenby, who wow. only did one film wow. and turned down a seven-film contract because he didn't think Bond would be relevant in the 70s, but it still was, so that was... Well, whoops. Oh, That's hindsight Joke's on him. Joke's, oh. joke's on him. So, so, yeah, I'm probably going to pay top dollar to get a photo with a guy that's 80. But, you know. Five. He doesn't have five. long left, hey. It, it, well, this, this is it. I've been there. Tom. I, I, I said, Tom, this is it. There's, there's, there's no more time for him or me. I can tell you, like, having been in a room with someone that you look up to and you've seen on a screen so many times, it is a surreal feeling. But you'll, you'll love it. Oh, look, it'll be fun. And uh, also... Uh, I'm seeing tomorrow night at Max Watts, Ginger, who are the fastest rising metal band from Ukraine. From Ukraine? And a there's a woman that does the vocals and she is a beast. Mm, She's crazy talented. Supporting female artists. Very much so. So, uh, you know, if you're there, say hi. Cause Hello. Because I'll be there. I mean, <laughs> people don't really know what I look like, do they? So that, that's kind of irrelevant. <laughs> but, but listen for your voice. Like, I know that guy. It's just like a fiction podcast. <laughs> they can see, imagine what yeah, you yeah, look yeah. like. If you see some idiot talking about meeting some James Bond guy, come up to me. Let's have a chat. Uh, for now, that is us for another week of Artsmen. I can't believe this. Like The, the dynamic has changed. And I, I actually like it. I think it's a good thing. Uh, so, Em, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Tom, is this open for another week? The door is always open. Yeah, oh, our door is always open. If it's back. not, we can let you in. Because, uh, what well, we need those cards. Yeah, yeah I haven't picked up my swipe yeah. card yet, so I can't That's okay. Just so. stick by Fair one of us. Point. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point. Thanks, guys. Thank you. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and for now, we're going to think about The Look, or listen to the song The Look by Metronomy. And... What are we hearing here? Like, what, 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 what's about to grace my ears? Well, it's a, it's a pop song. I think they're a French band, are they? Am I? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. I, I, yeah. They're actually one of my picks for the decade. I'd say there I'm a go. big fan. Okay. Yeah. So, how'd you, how'd you come to that pick? Um, a Spotify playlist, you know. Or oh, do you mean how'd I pick it or how'd I find them? How on earth did you say no? This is a top ten. Like, what, what emotion does it give you that this would be it's a top ten? It's endured the test of time for me. Like, I yeah. listened to it year after year, and yeah. it's catchy and it's fun. It's it's great. You're going to enjoy it. That's a mood. It's a See, bit of a poppy, boppy. It's a good one. You can almost argue that the 2019 artists are really going to suffer in this Hottest 100 because we haven't had enough time to yeah. go, would I still be playing this in five years' time? It's got to endure. That's right. Absolutely. So I don't think any of the 2019 will do any good, but hopefully we'll see how they go. Uh, the Look by Metronomy plays right now on Artsmitten and stay tuned. We are about to head to the hoist at 6 o'clock. All the best brand new Australian music from 6 to 8. Uh, Imi and Alice. Alice are uh, going to take us through that and uh, plenty of interviews as well. Plenty of music. It's going to be good fun. But anyway, until next week, we'll catch you. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye. Goodbye.